We are answering a listener question today. She asked if I could cover the concerns about body image and weight gain for pregnant and postpartum women. Although I'll mainly be addressing the pregnancy aspect of it, all of this applies equally to women in the postpartum or lactating phase of childbearing as well. So stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Hello, welcome. Today I want to talk about a topic that, quite frankly, I wouldn't have even thought about on my own. I'm grateful for receiving the question because I might never have addressed this topic otherwise. You know, pregnancy is usually considered such a joyous event worth celebrating, and I hope it still is, but I've seen some other priorities come in and zap some of this joy and the importance of childbearing right out of the experience. While living in this image-saturated culture that is just obsessed, obsessed with thinness, it can be especially provoking to women who are pregnant, whose bodies are not really under their control like they were before, and who can have many conflicting emotions about this all. You know, this also affects new moms in the postpartum phase whose bodies have changed. Some of the changes are expected, of course, but some are surprising. You know, I remember thinking, why didn't anybody tell me about this, that this was going to happen? And what could seem a small sacrifice to some women can actually cause a dangerous temptation in others to try to gain as little weight as possible. You know, I remember when I was a teenager, I remember my best friend's mother commenting on how she felt bad that her niece had to try and, quote, still look beautiful during her pregnancy, meaning that the pressure was on this younger generation at that time. And my understanding of her empathy was, of course, that the previous generations really didn't have that type of pressure. Well, That was over 30 years ago, let me say. That was before social media took over the collective mindset of the world and told us that in no certain terms, we're supposed to look like this, period. No exceptions. And as hard as the new mamas had it then, I believe it is much worse today. This is another casualty I just lay squarely at the feet of our beauty and thinness obsessed culture. You know, if we cannot even appreciate the value of a precious mama carrying her unborn baby anymore, I I just got to ask, what kind of civilization are we? But before we're too quick to say that this is in any way a common thought process, we do have to ask whether this is a cultural message or Maybe just the interpretation by some of the young moms and moms-to-be who have been kind of tainted by the overall expectations that our culture has expressed. Now, I know, for us older mamas who might be a little bit horrified that this is even a topic, we have to remember that we didn't quite have the same standards shoved on us. We all look to peers, whether right or wrong, you know, to tell us what is and what is not acceptable in 
any new phase of our lives. Well, being pregnant in an age when women are told they have the ability and responsibility of looking like their young, beautiful, regular selves, kind of the only difference being just looks like you have a little basketball under your shirt. I mean, that means being influenced on some level by this message. I think like the term pregnancy glow is morphed into maybe pregnant but perfectly toned everywhere but your abs body. You know, quite frankly, I just have to say, if this is the message out there, then we as a society have collectively reached insanity at its peak. I'm going to talk about some thoughts I have and some thoughts for you, Mama, to take with you after this message. Are you just dieting or has it become something more? And how can you tell the difference? Well, I'd like to put this helpful guide right into your hands that defines what disordered eating is. And if you've lived a life of weight cycling, yo-yo diets, a preoccupation with food rules and the number on the scale, well, you might just be surprised to see what is considered disordered eating. Now, don't let this scare you as I always believe knowledge is power. To get your free guide to recognizing disordered eating as well as every future resource, sign up for the April 2022 newsletter at truefoodfreedomandfaith.com. Link in the show notes. Welcome back, ladies. Uh, Before I get to some thoughts I've had and maybe some suggestions for you to take with you, this information in the podcast, it is not intended to be a substitute for your professional medical advice or care. It is not a diagnosis. It is not treatment. It is for educational purposes only. I really want to emphasize that all of you, but specifically you pregnant mamas, are working with your healthcare providers that know you, that are walking this path and journey with you, okay? With that said, I do have some things I would like to discuss in regard to this great and growing concern of pregnancy weight gain and and body image during pregnancy and postpartum. The first thing I really want to say, and I please don't take this as um, luxury at all. I don't mean it that way. But I want to talk about maybe this newer perspective that we have as a society where this is even growing as an issue. Think about what is most important. If you are pregnant or planning to be pregnant, what is most important at this time? What is happening that is so life-changing and so precious that so many people pray and cry out to God for? What's most important right now? Is it your weight and your body image? Just want you to think about that. I want you to think about the fact that you, by God's grace, are going to be a mom. You're going to be a mom. And this process of going through pregnancy, this might be the very thing that causes you to see something that's already a deeply rooted problem in your heart that's telling you that maybe your values are lying in your appearance or in your ability to control or have a perfection around you or within you. You know, almost nothing could be farther from the truth. Your value is not in any of those things. Your value is given to you by God. And guess what? Your baby's value is given to him or her by God. And God's entrusted you to care for this precious little person. You are going to be a mom. 
Now, also, I want you to think about this as far as perspective goes. Is your mother any less valuable because her body shifted and changed during and after childbirth and as she aged? Is she less valuable? Of course not. Of course you don't think that. Also, I would challenge you. I'm going to challenge you young mamas and mamas-to-be. Ask your husband how he feels about your pregnant body. Don't be scared. Do it. But here's the other part of that. Believe him. Believe him. Chances are he's fascinated by it. This is an amazing time for daddies too. All right, so that first thought I wanted to put in your head was to kind of gain a new perspective or maybe more of an older perspective. Next, I want to challenge you towards thankfulness. For one thing, like I said, many, many women and men are crying out to God for this gift that you've been given, for your baby, and for your body developing and changing into ways it's supposed to, to do what it needs to do. Let's be grateful for that. That's an amazing, amazing part of God's creation. You know, also, it just occurred to me, you know, part of the curse from Eve was that there would be pain in childbirth. Maybe this is part of that angst that we need to understand is part of the sin-sick world that we live in. I don't know, just a thought. So new perspective, thankfulness, and next... Let's talk about, remember I said maybe this is the very thing God's going to use to churn up some heart issues in you. Maybe those are things like taking the idea of value from the world, but we're not supposed to be like the world or think like the world, right? Maybe we have heart issues of selfishness and we don't want to give up our lifestyle or our toned bodies or whatever. Uh, maybe we have an idol that we want people's affirmation. We want their approval. We we care maybe too much what they think about the way we look. Okay, so maybe those heart issues are things we want to start looking at and praying through as we read scripture. Maybe get some biblical counseling for that, of course. Next, let's talk about your worth. Again, your value, we do not ascribe value the way the world does. In fact, we don't want to do anything like the world. We don't need to look like the world says we need to look, and we do not need to place value where the world says to. We can't. That It doesn't even match up. And your baby's worth is far more than what you're going to be giving up for him or her. Far more. Next, I want to talk about the reality of the situation. Let's let's have a little honest chat here, mamas, okay? Just you and me, just between the two of us. You know, the truth is that you cannot have a, quote, perfect body forever. And sooner or later, you will have to accept that. Whether it's now or when you're an older woman, you will see. <laughs> you will see. And, you know, don't believe the lie that you're not going to care when you're older. You know, if you don't deal with these root issues and root desires with the Lord when you're younger, you will still have these same root issues and root desires and problems as you age. That doesn't change. I'm 50 and I did not expect to care as much as I do. Um, and when I look at the mirror, 
I remember asking my mother when I was younger, and I said, when do you feel old? And she said, you know, you really don't. It's just that the image in the mirror changes. So we always will care, but if they're a deep problem now and they don't get dealt with with the Lord, they're going to be a deep problem later when it's become very obvious that we are not going to forever have this perfect body. And sooner or later, again, we do have to accept that. Also, another bit of reality I want to speak about is that this is just a season. This is a season. While your body will boast evidence of the life you're growing and can become an amazing badge of honor and sacrifice, you'll be able to make healthy, sustainable changes when this is over if necessary. And again, if healthfully done, this is just a season that your body's going to be doing this. It's not forever. And then also, even during this time, you are quite capable of practicing healthy eating and physical activity during your pregnancy with your doctor's okay. In fact, physical activity, unless it's otherwise forbidden for the health of you or your baby, it's very good for your pregnancy. So I would encourage talking to your doctor about that. Another thing I want to talk about, this is really an important point to discuss and be prepared for. Mothers sacrifice for their children. It's what we all do. It's part of being mom. Think about your own mom. How much did she sacrifice for you? You probably don't even know. You probably will never know. And this is probably important for you to hear now, but it'll probably actually become very natural to you when you can actually see and hold your baby and cuddle your baby and your baby's needing you. It might not feel quite as natural yet when you're not seeing and touching and holding the baby, but it is true that the sacrifice starts now, mommy. It starts already. And what an honor it is. It is truly one of the greatest honors of life to sacrifice for your children. And having children brings about all types of surprises into your life. You're going to experience being out of control of many things. And this is a really great chance to practice working through the emotions of that. We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the nutritional aspect of these issues and this way of thinking. Be right back. Hey, sisters, I have some good news. I want to get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone. So let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another. So I will see you there. Welcome back. Okay, let's talk about the importance of the nutrition and the nutrient needs and how this kind of coincides with the ideas and the concerns about weight gain during pregnancy and postpartum. Okay. First, let's talk about healthy baby requires nutrition, requires food, requires growth, requires weight gain. Also, A healthy mama requires nutrition, requires food, requires growth, requires weight gain. It's critically important. Please hear me. I know if you're suffering with this, you might be tempted to do this, but it's critically important that during your pregnancy, you do not try to diet 
as well as during lactation if you're nursing, that you don't try to diet or even maintain the weight during pregnancy. You need to be gaining weight. You don't want to be trying to prevent weight gain during this time. You don't have to go to town on every food you see or gain extraordinary amounts of excess weight, but please don't prevent healthy and necessary weight gain. And I'm going to tell you why, and this might actually surprise you. The priority of nutrient delivery goes like this. First and foremost, mother. Second, placenta. Third, baby. So what that means is that if there aren't sufficient nutrients, if there's not sufficient nutrition and calories and energy and all of the macro and micronutrients, your baby will not receive what you put in your body because it's not enough. In fact, if the supply of nutrients is really low, the placenta won't receive it either. The body will always prioritize your health, mama. It will deprive your baby of the needed nutrients to spare you. The baby just simply cannot strip the mother of what he or she needs from your body and deprive you. I know that's surprising. We all think, well, my baby will take what it needs. And if I happen to lose some weight, well, that's just detrimental to me. That's just taking fat off of me. That's not the case. When you're not eating enough, the baby's development and health are compromised well before yours is. Okay, so that priority of nutrient delivery is most important to your body is that you get the nutrients. Secondly, that the placenta gets nutrients. And it's third that the baby gets the nutrients. That shows you how important it is to fully, fully nourish our bodies when we're pregnant. Now, if you began your pregnancy at a pretty low weight, kind of underweight, you're actually going to need to gain more weight than normal to keep you both thriving and healthy. Now, I know if this idea is causing you anxiety, it is very, very important that you get help for this. There's a term called pregorexia, which can affect those with a history of eating disorders where they tend to have come out of eating disorders or not even come out of them, but been living with eating disorders. Now their body's kind of out of control and it's going to be shaped differently and gaining weight and they can diet and try and lose weight and even starve themselves or a whole host of other eating disorder behaviors. If this is you, you do not need to go it alone and I beg you not to. Your health and that of your baby can be gravely affected by disordered eating behaviors and thoughts during this time. You are a mom. You're a mom right now. And you can start doing right now what is necessary to protect and take care of that precious baby. Be that mama bear. Protect that baby at all costs. And that means feeding yourself because that's the only way to get those nutrients to your baby. Focus on what your baby needs because you know what? This precious one is completely dependent on you, mama, to take care of him or her. Now, this is kind of maybe hard to say, maybe hard to hear, but I want you to consider that the temporary anxiety of pregnancy weight gain 
it's easier to live with that than a developmentally disabled child as a result of insufficient nutrition. You know, when we have those very underweight babies, they can carry a lifetime of problems. And I don't want to treat that tritely and say, you know, well, which one's worse, mama? I don't mean it to be that simplistic, but I really do want you thinking about the long-term implications of your behaviors and your thinking, okay? My next suggestion is a very practical one. I think it's very helpful if you are to educate yourself on what to expect both before you ever become pregnant and all throughout your pregnancy. Educate yourself on what is normal, what is problematic, what do I expect, what's happening in my body, what's happening in my baby's body. But focus on this amazing experience. It really is not going to last forever. You're probably going to look back and wish you enjoyed it more. But educating yourself can help to remove the negative judgment about your body. It can help you become more mentally involved in this whole incredible process. And you know, if you're struggling with pregnancy and postpartum weight gain, the ideas of it, the thinking, the emotions surrounding it, realize that you may have a larger issue that you'll want to continue working through. You may have disordered eating or an eating disorder, very problematic thoughts that are not going to just go away. They are more likely to resurface than you think. Um, It's unlikely that these thoughts and feelings will never rear their ugly heads again. And so take this as a nice warning sign that you probably need to get some help. Okay. Again, this information, this is a podcast. This is not intended to be a substitute for your professional medical advice. It's not diagnosis. It's not a treatment plan for you. It's educational only. And it's imperative that you're working with and communicating openly with your doctor or your obstetrician during this time. Be honest with your concerns and get the help that you need. So much is at stake, right? So much is at stake and there's a wonderful gift waiting for you. Now, if you need the counsel of a registered dietitian nutritionist, particularly one who walks through problems with you from a biblical perspective, have a chat with me about working together. Just go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and click on the free consultation tab. You could see how important it is to get your questions to me because, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I might never have thought to address this topic, which is becoming, unfortunately, more widespread, and it certainly has crucial, significant implications, right? So if you have a question or a comment or a topic for me to consider, please don't hesitate to go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com and scroll down to that Ask Your Questions Here section. And if you are expecting a child or planning to in the future, praise God for that most amazing, adventurous opportunity that you will embark on and, and for the amazing body he's given you for this purpose. And until next time, my sisters, let's all remember 1 Corinthians 10.31, and it applies equally in this situation. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all, all to the glory of God. Let's keep our minds and thoughts there. Amen. I'll see you soon.